Hi guys and welcome back to the Infatic Fanatics podcast with your host Jordan Renton back again with episode 17 and I'm joined with my co-host Theo. How you doing mate? Yeah, all good Jordan, all good. Yeah, just, uh, lockdown, lockdown surprise is the, is the podcast of course. Oh of course, that, uh, it's, 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 everyone looks forward to it I think. And, and I good think use that, of English there. I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think, it's, it's everyone's highlight, that's it, everyone's highlight that's of the week, that's, that's, the, that's what I was looking for. So yeah, we've got another cracker for you tonight, we've not got a guest, but we're doing an English episode on a specific team, and it, at the moment as we're speaking, it's the, the one that's sitting top of the pack right now, and, and that's the Foxes, and that's Leicester City. So yeah, we're, we're talking about Leicester, and we'll go through their current team, and, and maybe players we think they should be looking at, maybe not in January, but next summer as well who they should target and yeah well it'll obviously depend on where they finish this season but we'll talk about the season as well and, and how they've got on so far and what we think where we think they're they're likely to finish obviously we done our premier league predictions theo and we had them probably mid mid table or upper mid table but they look like they're challenging this this year this year and and maybe maybe a top four finish again is on the cards so yeah we'll, we'll delve into that in a second but at the moment, they're top of the table with 18 points, played eight games so far, six wins, two losses with zero draws. Their goal difference is plus nine. At, at the moment, that's that's apart from Tottenham in terms of goal difference, they're 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 second best really in the league at the moment. So, what's what's your opinion of Leicester so far this season, Theo? In, in the first eight games, how impressed have you been by them? They've been incredible. They've been absolutely incredible. Some of the results. I mean, that they won five two at Man City. They demolished Leeds 4-1. And when you think of what they've done, especially with no Siunchu mm-hmm. at the back, mm-hmm. uh, Vardy's not been 100%. Madison's been out and about. Mm-hmm. been absolutely fantastic. I'm more, even more impressed with this Leicester team this season than I am with the title winning one. Oh, I think right, the football okay. they're playing, I think the football they're playing is, is exceptional. And um, mm-hmm. I think it's, again, a highlight of how good the manager is. Yeah. Definitely. And they're competing in, in the Europa League as well. Obviously, they beat Braga 4-0. So that, that's a really good result considering how... Uh, obviously, Braga did lose their star talent in Trincao. But, but you've got to beat who's in front of you. In, in Leicester well, Braga are, are always a really difficult team in the Europa League. Mm-hmm. They're always... A, so to beat them 4-0, when I saw yeah. that, I agree. I, I went, wow, that's it's mm-hmm. a big victory. And yeah, some good victories. Obviously, just beat Wolves as well at the weekend. So that, that's a good result. I, a team that's probably in around uh, the top half as well. So to beat to beat a rival of that of that caliber is, is good. So yeah, really impressed by Leicester. So we'll, we'll obviously we'll go through the team Theo. And what better way to start than the goalkeeper? And that's Kasper Schmeichel, the captain or the vice captain, I should say. But he he's the captain on the field really usually of Leicester. But but what's your opinion of Kasper Schmeichel? And and do you think? Obviously, he's, he's getting a bit older now. He's 34, so is is approaching not the end of his career as a goalkeeper, but is there is there room for improvement? And do we think Leicester should be targeting anyone in particular? Kasper Schmeichel is a great goalkeeper. I'm a big fan of him. I, I think he's a player who, no disrespect to Leicester, mm-hmm. but he's been there for for way too long. And and I think if it wasn't for the the past couple of years where so many goalkeepers have been brought in. One of the top clubs should have come in for him because mm. he's, he's fantastic. He rarely ever makes a mistake. When he's bad, he's bad, but, but mm-hmm. so are most players. He is 34. Mm-hmm. He is getting on. I reckon he's probably got maybe two, three seasons at the height of his 
Palace. Remember, his dad played till he was, what, 40, 41? Yeah, 41. So I don't think it may be crucial, but maybe they could look with getting a really younger, uh, maybe number two in to, mm-hmm. yeah. to kind of bed him in. Yeah, well, that's what I'm, I'm thinking is that at the moment you look at the other goalkeepers at the moment, Danny Ward I don't think is going to step up any challenge really and I, I do I actually quite like Danny Ward I think Danny Ward's a good goalkeeper probably a lower Premier League table quality of keeper um, definitely could could get a move to one of the lower teams in the league but then again your other one is obviously Jakubovic who's, who's old and, and is pretty much never getting back into this team but then yeah I think my opinion of Kasper Schmeichel again you, goalkeepers we know goalkeepers can go on as you mentioned his dad Peter Schmeichel went on to his, his 40s and, and that, that could be easily Casper could probably easily do that he doesn't look out of place it wouldn't be strange for that to happen but in my opinion I think Leicester can target a good class of younger goalkeepers and, and to be to be more safe at the back and, and I think can, can really kick on with, with maybe that, that improvement but is there any names that come to, to your mind that that you could think of that might might be able to come in. It's a good question, mate. Top top of my head, no, I, I don't. I don't really. I mean, there's, there was always um, Alban Lafont. Mm. He was always one who was tipped for for reasonably big big things. He's quite young. I think we. I know we talked. Uh, we did a couple of goalkeepers. I know there's there's Messier at Leeds who mm-hmm. could be looked at, for example. Mm-hmm. But who, who have you who have you got? So I've got a couple of goalkeepers. I've got Lazio's Tom Strakosha. He's twenty five. I think Strakosha is a, is a is a good goalkeeper. He's had a number of good years at at the top level at, in Serie A. Um, Lazio have always been in and around. They're not having the best year this season so far. They're ninth in the tables this season at the moment. But I, I definitely expect them to be up and around there, challenging for the top four this year again. And yeah, I look at Strakosha, he's 25, young enough, got a lot lot of potential. And in transfer market, his, his value is only 23 million. So I think you could get him for about 28, 30, maybe a wee bit more depending. But I, I think you could easily, I, I think Leicester could stump up the cash for someone like that. And I also think, in my opinion, we've talked about Schmeichel could maybe make, make a move to another Premier League club, another title rival. And I don't think that would be the worst thing for, for Leicester to sell Schmeichel if they were to bring in someone like Strakosha. They could sell Schmeichel for about 20, 25, I'm not sure, around about that fee to, to another Premier League club, for example. And and then you could reinvest that money plus maybe a wee bit more for, for, for this type of goalkeeper. But looking at Strakosha's numbers over the years, I think, yeah, I'm looking at it now. So last season, he got 11 clean sheets and the year before got 10 and 11 the, the year before that as well. So so he's had stable numbers over the, the past couple of seasons. So yeah, definitely a, a goalkeeper worth taking a look at, for, in my opinion, for someone like Leicester City. I don't know, what, what's your opinion of Tom Strakosha then, Theo? Yeah, Strakosha's a decent keeper, mate. Yeah, he's, uh, that's a good suggestion, that is. And, and um, he's... Been in Serie A for quite a few seasons now, and he's been solid for for Lazio. I, I like that. Sorry, I, I um I thought we were looking for for young goalkeepers, so I got oh I no like, no I'm, just so no just just the goalkeepers that could come. I've in. had a bit of a I've got my act together, and <laughs> I've actually got a suggestion that that all right could happen. I think you've got to be looking at Dean Henderson, maybe. Yeah, I I thought about Henderson, but I just think 
I don't know. It's it's hard to say because, in my opinion, Henderson's move was in the summer, and he signed a new mm. contract with Man United, and it's going to take a lot of money to get him out of Man United. I I I actually think that's the case. But uh, another goalkeeper I was also looking at, and I was actually quite impressed with his numbers, is Mike Miangan. I think that's how you say his name from Lille. Um, yeah, yeah he, he started his career for PSG, but never really got a proper chance. And yeah, he's he's been at a couple of clubs. He's been at, I believe, oh no, it was it was Lille. It was he was at Lille. It was it's obviously their bads changed over the couple of years, so it's it's <laughs> confusing me there. But yeah, looking looking at the numbers for Lille in eighteen nineteen, he got fifteen clean sheets and twelve the year before. And this season so far has got five clean sheets. So that that's solid numbers in in, in league and we're saying at the moment. But yeah, I, I've got to say I'm I'm really impressed by Miangan and on transfer mark, transfer marked again. Values obviously are depreciated, but he's 18 million he's valued at. So you're probably saying again 22, 25 million. I think yeah, he's another goalkeeper to to have a look at if if you're Leicester City. So, yeah, there's a number of good goalkeepers out there. You mentioned Henderson, but I think you're going to have to pay at least around about 40, maybe mm. more for Henderson, just because of a, of a top rival. Rival in, club, in, yeah. Rival club, and he's a young young goalkeeper as well. So, definitely definitely some good shouts there, personally. Have you, have you heard much about Miangan? You were, you were obviously shaking your head when I, I mentioned his name. Yeah, yeah. Um, Miangan was, I think he was the backup ch- uh, option Chelsea were looking at. Right. If Mendy didn't happen, because Mendy kind of dragged its feet a little. Yeah. So he's obviously been a player who's looked at. I think he's um, he's played a number of games. He's younger than you presume, because I think he's been yeah. around for for a long time. But mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's uh, it's probably a cheaper option. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, my worry that though with Mike Miangan, though the only worry I've had is I'm thinking back to French goalkeepers who have come in the past. Obviously, Steve Mandanda to Crystal Palace. It never really worked out. So. Could that be the same with someone like Miangan? I'm not too sure, but again, mm. it's it, it's may, maybe worth the risk at, at 20, 20 to 20, 25 million. It's probably worth the risk. But my first choice again, Thomas Strakosha would be my first choice, and then your backup option is of Mike Miangan from from Lille. So yeah, some good shouts there, Theo. But yeah, let's let's kind of move on then to to the rest of the team into their defence, Leicester's defence. So I I don't know what you thought, but I've not got any suggestions for left back I think they're they're pretty they're pretty well off for left backs I like I like this I actually really like the sign of Tim, Timothy Castagna I thought he was I thought people were saying was it Atalanta he came from Castagna yeah, yeah. so a lot of people were saying oh he's a he's just a backup to like Robin Gossens because because people were saying that I think Leicester were interested in both Castagna and Gossens and they went for Castagna in the end and a lot of people were like, oh, he's just a backup to him. But Castagna has really stood out this season so far for Leicester. And a lot of people have been really impressed by him. And I also really like James Justin. He was obviously at Luton Town beforehand. Came in, this, not obviously the summer, the summer previous. And yeah, I think James Justin has adjusted well to, to the Premier League. And yeah, it's definitely a worthy competition at left back. And then they've got Christian Fuchs who, who can come in and do a job if they need as well. So if they've got any injury issues, I think, yeah, it's it's a good a good backup to have. But I don't know, have you, have you got any suggestions for a left-back or you or do you think them options are, are good options there, Theo? I think the, the full-backs, I mean, I know just, Justin plays right-back 
as well. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, and I also think they've got the young lad, George Thomas, as well, who's played a couple right. of games oh, yeah, with yeah. Castagna being injured. Is he on loan at the moment, George Thomas, I think? No, no, he's, he's, um, he's played the past couple of games because oh, Castagna's right. injured. Okay. So I think, I think maybe they could do with a... You've got to be looking at what Fuchs can... can how long he's going to stay around for. Mm-hmm. Maybe soon a little bit of a replacement in, mm-hmm. as a backup. But you're absolutely bang on. I mean, yeah. Castagna's a really good signing. Justin's great. I think they're okay for fullbacks at the yeah. moment. Yeah, I, I had maybe a suggestion for right back because I was I was considering Justin Moore as a left back because of, of previously playing there for Luton. And obviously, Jack Stacey used to play. Who's now at Bournemouth? Mm. He used to play right back for Luton Town. But I think Justin a right back play. as well. To be fair, so yeah. I was thinking a possible backup right back because obviously they've got the the great the great player that is Ricardo Pereira. I got to say, Ricardo Pereira. Um. I've been so impressed since he's come in because it was at Porto he was at a few years back and mm. then they picked him up from Porto and I think that's a really good bit of business. He's not, not old at all really. He's still got a number of years ahead of him in, at the top level, 27 years old, so got a number of years at the top level. But I was thinking of a younger player to maybe to maybe ch- come in and challenge. So I've looked to, I've looked to two places. I've looked at one Premier League player that m- could do with a move that's a bit of a utility player, and that's Ainsley Maitland-Niles. So I think Ainsley Maitland-Niles is a decent player. I, think, I don't think he's got the rubber of the green at Arsenal. Um, obviously, Hector Bellerin's playing right back at the moment, and they've got Cedric Suarez, so I don't think Arsenal would be too upset to sell someone like Maitland-Niles. But he's not my first choice, because I do think he is a utility player, and he would cost slightly more than the player I've got. And I've gone for Middlesbrough's Jed Spence. He's been linked with... Uh, He's been linked with a good, a couple of good moves. Everton and Wolves, I believe, were the were the linked clubs in the summer, especially. And obviously, Wolves have now got Nelson Semedo. I was about to say Ruben Semedo there. Nelson Semedo, and yeah, Nelson Semedo's come in, so they they're not really looking for a right back now. But I think Jed Spence would be a good a good move for for someone of Leicester standard looking for a backup right back. I don't know. You you were saying he was a good player there, Theo. You've seen him in the championship. What do you make of Jed Spence then? Yeah, I watched Jed Spence. Um, I've watched quite a bit of Jed Spence and I've, I watched him on his debut for uh, Middlesbrough and uh, he was absolutely outstanding. And last season, he's a, he's a really good player. He's um, defensively very good. For me, he his playing style is quite similar to Wan-Bissaka's. Mm-hmm. He's got that kind of gangly build and he never yeah. says no. Not the best attacking, mm-hmm. but he, he never gives up. He's a seriously good player. Mm-hmm. Do you think he's got room for improvement in the attacking areas? Do you think he can improve that part of his game? I'm sure, think? yeah. I'm sure with the right management, he can. I think I think Brendan Rodgers could could get yeah. attacking out of Per Mertesacker, to be honest. <laughs> true, true. I, 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 we'll, we'll just talk about Rodgers quickly there. Like, obviously, we'll talk about it at the end, but... Brendan Rodgers, he's such a good manager. I think he's such an underrated manager as well. The way he went to Celtic, I remember when he went to Celtic, I was like shocked that he went to some, someone of his calibre went to Celtic. And yeah, he's, he's got that move back to the Premier League with Leicester. And I think he's got a real project on his hands here and could take Leicester far. Yeah, really, really impressed by Rodgers. I, I don't know what you think about Brendan Rodgers then, Theo. I love Brendan Rodgers. I think yeah. he's an absolutely awesome manager. Let's not forget... He was a Gerard slip away from winning the Premier League with yeah, Liverpool. True, true. And the team he would have won that with was nowhere near as good as, as the, the team that um, that Klopp yeah. had. Yeah. So and, he's, and, he's an incredible manager. And, I, I, and I've got to say, this team now that he's got at Leicester, even uh, the, the players he's got at Leicester, I think it's 
better than the players that he had at Liverpool then as well. So that, you've got to say that he's got a real chance on his hands here, Brendan Rodgers. And especially with the likes of Man City have slipped up this season so far. Mm. The likes of Chelsea are still coming together with their new players. Manchester United have fallen way off the pace with Ollie. And, and Arsenal aren't, aren't really competing. So they've definitely got, I think... I think they can definitely make top four and even push the likes of Liverpool and Tottenham at the moment at the top of the league. I think it's between, obviously, I think the other teams like Man City and Chelsea will come back into it, but whether they can make that, that climb that gap again, I think Leicester have, have got it at the moment to, I think they, they've got the capabilities to keep that gap apart from these clubs. So yeah, I I, I think going back to the team, I, I think Jed Spence is a, a good sign in though for, for someone like Leicester. So yeah, I, th- I think. Have you got any other suggestions? For, yeah, for yeah. I just I just had a little look at, at transfer for market to see what's mm-hmm. uh, what's happening, and uh, mm-hmm. I like Jed Spence. But one player I've been quite impressed with who, who just flagged up was um, the Celtic lad Jeremy Flim- Frimpong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nineteen-year-old right back, and you know I, I think he's don't get me wrong, he's at a big club, but I think he's under the wrong manager to develop him, Neil Lennon. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think yeah. he may be a player worth keeping tabs for because mm. maybe Jed Spence is further along in terms of development, but mm. I think the ceiling's a bit higher for Frimpong than it is for Jed Spence. Mm. So, so yeah, that that could be one. That could be an avenue they go down. Obviously, the Celtic connection. I, I don't know for sure, but Rogers may have seen him at youth level or something. It, it may be a. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it might be worth a shout. So yeah, some good options there. So you've got Frimpong, Spence, and then obviously Maitland-Niles is... is I, I think, yeah, you're probably paying more for more money than you should be for someone like Maitland-Niles for a utility player, but maybe it's worth, worth a look at as well. So yeah, moving on to the centre-backs. I've got to say that I didn't actually know about Sion uh, being injured. I didn't really... I've not really been pay, paying attention to injuries at the moment in the club, but at the moment they've only got four centre-backs to my knowledge, they've got obviously Sionchu, who you said is injured. They've got Captain Wes Morgan, but again, 36 years old. They have got Johnny Evans, a solid player. But yeah, he is 32 as well, so he's getting a bit older. And they've got Wesley Fafana, who came in from Saint-Étienne, who I think is a really good player as well. But I, I definitely think they can look for a centre-back, maybe in the next summer, and maybe not in January, maybe the next summer, uh, a permanent deal. And the player I've, I've gone for is a player we've mentioned in the past, he was an Ozan Kabak from Schalke. Again, Turkish teammate of Kagler Sionku. So, yeah, I think he would fit in really well in the back line and a, a player that you can get probably for 15, 20 million from Schalke by, by the time they're going to be relegated, probably. So, definitely a player to, to keep an eye on. But have you got any suggestions for, for, for centre-back? Yeah, yeah, but I, I like the um, the Kab- Kabak uh, one. There's quite a lot of centre backs, young, decent centre backs floating mm-hmm. around. I re- I have to just for record, I just want to say that Fafana has been one of the signings of the season. So yeah, he's, far. Step- he's, he's really been step- absolutely outstanding. What a mm-hmm. signing! Yeah, I like the look of Tamori. I quite like Tamori, and right, okay. if he finds himself out of favour come January, come the summer, which, which he is, yeah. I think he'd be a decent signing to go yeah. for. Because um, Chelsea, obviously, have got Malang Sarr coming back next Yeah, summer. they do. He's um, at Porto. Is he at Porto at he's, the He's gone to Porto on, um, as well. You've obviously got Ben White, Brighton. Could mm-hmm. that be a possibility? Leicester may not have the money that Liverpool have, so he's a shout. Mm-hmm. And also, just one more suggestion. I've been quite impressed by Lenormand from Sociedad, the centre-back. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe yeah. not the top suggestion, 
but um, maybe one for a, a cut price, um, possibly. Yeah, not but not not bad shouts there as well. I thought of Pau Torres as well from Vill- mm. Villarreal. I think he's a good player. He was touted with Manchester United and a few other clubs. But yeah, maybe maybe Leicester can sneak in there and get a, a deal for him. He's he's a, a young centre back. Still got a lot to prove. I think he's twenty three. I think I'm not entirely sure, but uh, yeah, he's he's got a lot to prove. I've got to say, uh, as you were just saying there, Fafana. I think the price they paid for him was quite a decent chunk of money. But yeah, it's it's looking like a good deal. I remember I was listening to another podcast and they were saying, I think uh, Saint-Étienne fans were saying that Saliba, the guy that's gone to Arsenal, that's not really playing for Arsenal at the moment, they had more hype on him than they mm. did for Fana. So I'm excited to see what Saliba can do in a few years as well at, at Arsenal. But looking at Fana, he's, he's really stepped into his game. Obviously with the Sionchu injury, it's maybe brought him in quicker than he, they wanted him to, maybe, maybe more game time than he wanted to. But I, if he's ready... Um, to make that, that, that step up, I think, yeah, it's it's good to see. But, yeah, some, some centre-backs they need to look for. I think Tomori would be a good shout for a January deal on loan, maybe, to the end of the season, and then maybe look looking to extend that for another year or, or maybe sign them even, if they can. So, yeah, I definitely think Tomori is a good shout for the short term as well. But, yeah, is there any other, other players that you think? Do you think Wes Morgan, uh, obviously, he's... He, is he going to come to the end of his retirement? Are they going to have to look for someone else as well? Because obviously they're, they're short at the moment. Where if they've got Sionchu injured, they've only got three centre-backs available, and that's including Morgan. So do you think they need two centre-backs then, Theo? What, what's your opinion on that? It may be, it may be worth maybe looking for, for someone kind of a bit like West Brom did almost. They, mm-hmm. they bought strength in death, for example. I'm not saying Leicester to do it, but mm-hmm. they had centre-backs, but they bought Craig Dawson on loan from Watford as cover, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. in case. So it might be worth that if Leicester try and do the same. I don't know if they can, they can strike a deal with someone for, for a backup centre-back. Yeah. I think they missed out. I think a lot of clubs missed out on Joe Roden. From yeah, Sanford Spurs, yeah, you know, yeah. a lot of lot of clubs missed out on him because he's a good he's a good centre half. I like Joe Roden. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll see. Maybe what could happen is, for example, if if Twanzeeb doesn't get a chance at Man United, maybe it's mm-hmm. a player they could look at for a loan. I think they need one permanent, maybe one loan as well. But yeah, I, I definitely think they need cover because Suyuncu's a bit injury prone. Mm-hmm, definitely, I, I I think that's that's some good shouts there. Yeah, I I I am quite also quite glad they didn't sign James Tarkovsky. I think that if they had signed James Tarkovsky for thirty million, I think it would be a bit of a waste of money. He's I think Burnley are going to get relegated this season. It looks like they're they're really struggling for goals, and I just think the business they've done as well. Look at I, I was I actually remember looking at their their business, and Dale Stevens is the only signing. Was that's a shocking summer? Shocking. Um, it really is poor for 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 Burnley standards. They they need to be spending a bit more money and backing Sean Dyche. But I think Leicester avoided a bullet there with the, the price tag of Tarkovsky, even though I think he is a decent player and maybe a player they can get maybe when Burnley get relegated for a cut price might be a good a, a good shoot. Mm. But yeah, I think it was a bullet to avoid with that, with that price tag. But moving on to the rest of the team then, Theo, and we're moving on to the midfield. So what's your opinion of the midfield? We're, we're, we'll go through each player. So what's your opinion of Wilfred and Didi then? And do you think... The hype is justified around him because you've you've not really been a huge fan. Like you've said, he's a bit overrated. But what, what's your opinion of Ndidi? Yeah, um, I struggle to see what the big deal with Ndidi is. I watch plenty of Leicester games. Mm-hmm. I just struggle to see what the hype is. Sometimes he's not fit or he's injured. I just I just don't know what 
what the big deal is around him. Don't get me wrong, he's a good player. He he, <laughs> he does his job for Leicester, I guess. But for me, he's not he's not as good as, as they make out. I think that too often, because obviously Leicester, they had Kante. I think too often players get compared to players who they're nowhere near, for example. So I think indeed he's a good player. I just, I just don't see what the big... Yeah deal is on him. Yeah, a bit overrated, a bit overrated. Yeah, but yeah I, I really like Wilfred indeed he's 23, still got a long time in the game and yeah, I think the, the price tags I think maybe are, are the bit that gets over overpriced a bit. I think he's probably around about 50 to 60 million pound player but a, a lot of people are saying because obviously the sales of Harry Maguire a lot of people are going 80, 90 million, 100 million even for players like Ndidi. And he's not that price. I think you're putting too much pressure on him for that price, really. But yeah, I think he does his job. He protects the back line. And I think it's a valuable player to have. He's tall, he's strong, and he offers that presence in midfield. And I, I really like that in a, in a player. The only thing is if, if obviously they get an offer of 70 plus million, I, I might take that because I, I, I would take that if I was Leicester because... You're looking at the price tag. I think you can get some good players to replace them for for probably about thirty to forty million. And and we'll cover those players in a second in terms of like other other players we could go for in midfield because I think they do need one central midfielder, maybe a box to box slash defend more defensive player as well. But looking at the other players, Yuri Tielemans. Obviously, what what's your opinion of Tielemans then, Theo? Oh, Yuri Tielemans. Oh dear, oh dear. Tielemans. What a career he could have had. I mean, when he was about 17, I think he was captain of Anderlecht and mm-hmm. he was scouted by Man United every single summer, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then he went to Monaco and now he's at Leicester. The past couple of seasons for, for Yuri Tielemans have been poor. They've been really poor. They've been pretty average. Mm-hmm. This season he started reasonably well. I do not think he's that good a player. Mm. Uh, I think he's I think he's a bit of a um, a liability in that Leicester team. When he's good, he's good, but that doesn't come too often. So I mean, he's he, technically he's a good passer, but defensively he's not the best. Attacking wise, he's not fantastic, and he doesn't create too many chances compared mm. to the the other Leicester midfielders. So I'm not convinced on Yuri Tielemans. The jury's mm. still out. Yeah, I I think Monaco was unfortunate because I think Monaco were. We're trying to replace the players they had lost in that in that Champions League team that got so far. Obviously, Mbappe got went, Bakayoko went, Bernardo Silva left, Mendy left. They they had to replace a whole squad, and they tried to pick up some young gems like Tillmans. And I don't think it worked out. I think it was unfortunate the way it worked out, because I really do think Monaco were on obviously the downward slope after they lost them players. I think he's he's does a job in this Leicester team. He reminds me, obviously. I don't. I think he's a bit better, obviously. Like we mentioned, players slowing down the game and and making the the, the easy passes. Sometimes I think he's like that Andre Gomez at, at Everton, but he's a bit better than Andre Gomez. Like, don't get me wrong. But looking at that, he's he's one that slows down the game, plays that odd pass that that just eases eases into the game really so I, I think he's a good player and a worthwhile squad member in, in the Leicester team I don't think he's a player they need to get rid of quickly and I don't think he's going to get a huge price so worth worthwhile keeping in in the in the squad looking at the other other midfielders I don't think there's many others but there's there's a couple Daniel Amarty he's a defensive midfielder slash centre back but to be honest if they sold Amarty no one would really mind I don't think anyone would be that disappointed looking at the main man though and that's James Madison obviously the attacking 
attacking presence in, in the midfield. Obviously, he had a down year last year, Theo, and a, a downward season. Obviously, hit the ground running after coming in from Norwich. He, he had a cracking first season. Second season was a bit was a bit if, iffy. But this season, he looks back to his best. I think he's looking looking strong and, and looking good. So, what, what's your opinion on Madison? And do you think he's a player that will be targeted by other big teams? Or, or do you think he's going to be there for a wee while longer at Leicester? He should be. James Madison has a good season this year. There's... <laughs> Uh, there's a whole host of clubs that should be going f- uh, for him. I- I'm really impressed and a big fan of James Madison. I, I watched him um, in the season before he went to, he made it properly at Norwich. He was on loan yeah. to Aberdeen. Yeah, I remember Aberdeen. Um, yeah. And he scored a free kick that? on his debut against Rangers. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, I do remember watched that. that game and I-, I watched him and I watched him. I followed him quite a bit and he was, he was really good for Aberdeen. But Madison's a really good player. I think what affects Madison is, I think Madison is often compared to other central attacking midfielders for England. And I think Madison's the best out of the Grealish, Mount, Barkley. I think Madison's, Madison's the best. Yeah, uh, Phil Foden. Oh, Phil Foden. That's an interesting one. Maybe come back to me in about six months and I'll, I'll tell you that. <laughs> but but Madison, Madison's a really good player. He's a luxury player, in my opinion. He's a player who, when he's injured, Leicester still do well. But when he's with when he's playing, mm-hmm. Leicester always benefit. I think his partnership with Vardy has been quite a, a big thing as well for, for, mm-hmm. for James Madison. But I do think it's a big year for James Madison. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's only got one, one goal and one assist so far, but I think he's looked strong though. That's what in the performances he's providing to Leicester. I think he, he just offers that cutting edge pass that, that sometimes players don't find. And mm-hmm. I, I think to have a player like that, of that quality. I think if he can kick on this season, I think he's got even more of a bright future ahead of him. And I, I think he, at 23, he's still not hit his peak yet. So we're, we're yet to see the best, I think, of James Madison at Leicester City and in the Premier League. So moving on to some players that we think could come in to this Leicester team, because I don't think we've missed any other central midfielders, have we, out, out the team? Napolis Mendy. Napolis Mendy, but again... I I think his time's almost finished. I think he's twenty eight. He's he's a squad player, but I don't think he'd be missed really in in this team. Dennis uh, Dennis Pray. Dennis Pray. Well. Yeah, Dennis Pray. What's your opinion on Dennis Pray then, Theo? Is, is, I is think he's good. bang average. Yeah, yeah, I, I would have to bang agree average. That. Yeah. He's, yeah. <laughs> that's that's why I'm kind of forgetting about him. I think he's the forgettable one in this in the squad. Uh, another player I forgot mentioned is Hamza Choudhury, and I think Hamza Choudhury he's he's okay. He's, he's, he's come from the youth academy, so a local lad. So he, he's probably worth keeping around, to be honest, in the squad. But I, I would sell I would sell Mendy and Dennis Pratt, and I would look to bring in someone else, maybe maybe one or two midfielders. But is there any suggestions you've got, Theo, for, for central midfield? Yeah, mate, yeah. Um, so I'd bring a couple in. We've been big fans of, obviously, players from the Bundesliga. Mm-hmm. And I'll be looking at getting Maximilian Eggstein in. Yeah, yeah. I think he's he's a really good player. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been quite impressed with him. I also like Renato Sanchez. I think Renato Mm -hmm. Sanchez has been phenomenal for Leo. He has. Um, And I I really, I really like Sanchez. But my personal favourite would be the the boy who we've done a little bit of a profile on before. Ezekiel Palacios from Bayer Leverkusen. Yeah, we have. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Young future stars episode. Future stars. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it uh, was a good episode. I, I listened to that. Yeah. Was that um, was that me? And, was that me and Luca? You and Luca, that, that was. Yeah, yeah. Was it, was yeah. yeah I so I think Palacios. I've seen a bit of him. Yeah. I think he joined in January. 
So he's not had too much, but been impressed. And I, I think it's a big season for him, this one. Yeah, I I've, I do like the shout of, of Palacios. I think Palacios should stay for another year at Leverkusen. I think Eggerstein, although I, I really like the Eggerstein shout they've given there. I, I wasn't really thinking of Eggerstein, and I think that's a good shout. The players I've looked at is not more... You've gone for the more the attacking side of things and more box-to-box, which I, I do think they need maybe one of those. But I think they also need maybe a defensive presence in the team as well, a defensive midfielder to alongside and Didi and let Madison have the free roam of the, of the attacking side of things. So I've looked at two players from Italy, and obviously we'll cover cover these players maybe more a wee bit more in detail when we do our Serie A podcast, Theo. But I've looked at uh, Manuel Locatelli from Sassuolo. I think he's a good player. Had a lot of he's got a lot of promise. To him. He's 22, and yeah, he's got really good stats in terms of defensive numbers. I've got to say I've been really impressed by someone like Manuel Locatelli. I'll just give me a second. I'll get that up for us. Looking at the stats of last season. So his defensive stats were, yeah, so he made around about 1.5 tackles per match, under just under one interception per match as well. And yeah, he just offers an all-round decent player. His passing percentage was above 87% and also 40 passes per match. So he gets on the ball, plays it, plays the simple pass. And I think it's an improvement on... Yuri Tillemans, I think, uh, in my opinion, Mambo Locatelli, definitely, definitely an improvement on that. And I definitely think you could get him from 25 to 30 million again. I'm a player around about that price mark. But another player in Serie A that I've looked at, and I think this might be, it depends on where Leicester finish. If Leicester win the league, I, th- I think it's definitely a player they should be, should be targeting. And that's Ishmael Benacer from AC Milan. I've got to say, Benacer... He's a, he's a top player. A lot of clubs have looked at him. I think he came through the Arsenal Academy, I believe, and then went to... I'm trying to think what the club he went to again. And He went to another club in Serie A. I'm trying to think who it was oh, again. Oh, yeah, Benesa, Um I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. I think it was, if you give me one second. There we go. Just it wasn't Sassuolo, was it? It wasn't Sassuolo. It was Empoli. And they got relegated. I remember it was a, a club that got relegated, and I was thinking, who who got relegated? And it was them. Uh, so he went he went to Empoli, and then went to obviously AC Milan picked him up. And I've got to say, been really impressed by by his his stats. Going by his defense again, he's more of a defensive presence. But looking at stats last season, two point two tackles per match, one point seven at receptions. So so better than Locatelli's. So he's probably the player that. If you finish top of the league and win the league, I think he's a player that definitely could get. If if you finish top four, it's going to be t- tough because I think other clubs will will be looking for central midfielders. We know that Manchester United are desperate for 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 a central defensive midfielder in their team, so you, you you'd be having to challenge with someone like that again. But at the moment, Manchester United are 14th, 15th in the league, so um, if they don't finish top four, I don't think they're going to be getting their hands on Benacer, to be honest. But yeah, looking at the passing stats again, 88% passing percentage, and that is with 56 passes per match as well. So a good pass to the ball and, and does does the simple things and is a very, very solid player in midfield. So there are my two shouts for, for central midfield. Out of them two, who who do you think Leicester should go for, though, for you? I think Locatelli. Right. I think that's probably more a realistic signing. Mm-hmm. Just because Benasseri, Benasseri for me is he's more of a he seems more of a bit of an attack minded. Locatelli, mm-hmm. I think Locatelli is probably a better option. I question Benasseri's 
ability sometimes. Oh right, okay, okay. I've I don't watch I haven't watched too much of him. Um, I don't watch too much EC Milan, so I'm not entirely sure. But but I've got to say that I've been impressed by what I've seen of him. What I have seen of him is good. So yeah, you, you never know. I'm I'm not sure who 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 could go for him, but. But I think Leicester should be in, in the shape for someone of his calibre, in my opinion. So, definitely. But yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, yeah. Def, I definitely like Locatelli. So Locatelli and maybe Eggestein, if they could sign them to, that, that would be some good business, to be honest, um, for that. So, yes, yeah, so, some good shouts there, Theo, I've got to say. So moving on to the wingers in this in this Leicester team. So the first one that I think is going to be there for, for years to come, unless he gets picked up by maybe Liverpool or someone like that, but I doubt it, will be Harvey Barnes. What, what's your opinion on, on Harvey Barnes? And, and do you think he's done a good job at, at Leicester? Harvey Barnes is rubbish. Um, All right, okay. I, 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 think he's, I think he's an absolutely... I think he's rubbish. Oh, um, okay. I think the, the worst decision he made was probably not to stay at West Brom to the end of the season. That that loan time. I mean, Harvey Barnes, he'll get you maybe five, six goals a season. He sometimes links up well with... With Vardy, but every time I watch Harvey Barnes, I'm thinking he misses too many chances. He's a player who I think he, he just feels, oh my goodness, I can't believe I'm a professional footballer. Because every <laughs> time I watch him, he gets into these areas and shoots and his shots are just just pointless. Mm. It's just they're pointless. I'm not a fan of Harvey Barnes. I think he's a liability in the team. I think wingers are a position less to need to strengthen in. And I, if I was... Leicester manager, I'd start Mark O'Brien over him every every day of the week because O'Brien guarantees a solid performance. Harvey Barnes is just whatever way the wind blows, to be honest. Mm. I, I, I quite like Barnes and I think it's a bit harsh. I still think he's got a long way to go in the game at uh, 22. So he's, he's got a long way to go in the game. No, well, I think uh, obviously you said <laughs> I, I, I can agree that he's blows hot and cold. I can kind of agree with that. But I think it's too early to tell that He's, he's just rubbish. I don't think he's one for the scrap heap. I think that's a bit... Well, he's not rubbish. He's a professional footballer. He does more than him. Like, but, <laughs> oh, but true, you, get true. What, you get my drift. Yeah, totally. He doesn't just sit in an office all day, does he, and watch, watch the Formula One. <laughs> no, but... Um, got if to my say employer that... is listening that I work hard, <laughs> <laughs> totally but yeah go going to going to like say um harvey barnes i think I, I think he's got a long way to go in his career and i think he's he's a good squad player and i think he's got promise i really do uh, what i've seen of um, his ability and his link up play with vardy i think that's really good and if he can do that with another striker in the future as well because we'll, we'll come on to vardy in a second but i definitely think he's he's got a lot long way to go in the game you, you mentioned there Mark Albrighton. I think he's a good squad player as well. I think it's a solid, solid option. He's getting a bit older, so that's one thing to look out for. He is getting towards the end of his career, probably. He's 30 years old, so not, not a spring chicken. But yeah, I think he's a decent squad player to have around in the squad. Looking at the other two players on the other side, really, on the right wing. So the, the first player they've just brought in recently on loan from Roma is Chengi Zunder. Do you think Chengi Zunder was a good signing on loan? Yeah, he's a good player. He is. I, I um, I watched him against Leeds last Monday night, and his assist for Jamie Vardy was was absolutely gorgeous. He's a really, really impressive signing. I really like the signing yeah. they've made of him. He, he obviously last season was a poor season for for Unda because the season before, the some of the numbers he, he put up were fantastic, absolutely brilliant. So it's the right move for him now, and I've, I I'm I'm a big fan. I don't know. I'll be interested mm. to see what your thoughts are of there. Uh, of Under. Yeah, I, I think Under's a, a decent player. I've, again, I can't say I've 
watched much of him, so I, I don't really know much of him. But uh, again, he's, he, he had put up good numbers at Roma, and I'm surprised they let him go on loan to the Premier League. I think he would have been a good player for, for Roma to keep around for another year and see if he can re- refine his form because again he had a poor season as you said at Roma the year before the season before but yeah I think he's got uh, got a long way to go in the game 23 years old the the one thing is if he has a really good year this year and he's only on loan will Roma be the the, the asking price then goes up that that's the only issue with, with someone like him is the asking price would probably rise significantly if he was to provide say over 10 assists and 10 mm. and maybe or let's say participated in 15 to 20 goals this season for Leicester say they did go in a ch- titled March then I think his price would skyrocket to someone like Roma they, they'd be like asking for probably instead of 20 to 25 million they might be asking for 35 40 50 million even you, you could get to them ridiculous numbers and he probably isn't worth that then if, if they were asking for for that kind of money so yeah I, I I rate Under and I think hopefully he can find his form at Leicester this season and I'm excited to see what else he can provide Moving on to the last kind of right winger is Iosi Perez. Um, Theo, what's, what's your opinion of Iosi Perez? Oh, Iosi Perez, wow. <laughs> um, first of all, fair play to Iosi Perez because the yeah. career he's fashioned out, especially being quite a late bloomer, who mm-hmm. I think he was at Tenerife. Yeah, he was. Um, and then he came to Newcastle. And, and he, did, he did good at Newcastle. He did good. Yeah. And his first season at Leicester was, was pretty decent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he's just fallen a bit down the pecking order. I think his abilities in this team, he's not the quickest. Limited. So he doesn't really fit in to the team. Um, But I definitely think he's a player worth, especially if if Vardy or someone gets injured, he's probably not a bad player to have around. But I do think in the summer, it's time for him to go. The, 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 the club, and I think he really suited Newcastle when Solomon Rondon was at Newcastle. He, He shoot that, little man and the big man partnership I think he suits that kind of role so he needs to go to a club that has a big target man he can play just in behind I don't know what club that could be but yeah I think it's it's something to maybe look at maybe a club like Villarreal or someone like along those kind of lines mm. uh, might be a good move to to a club like that of, of that caliber I definitely think that might be a good move for him but as you said I think he's quite a limited player and I don't think he is a right winger he's a, a second striker he's a centre um, forward striker he's centre forward striker I mean I think Leicester are using him incorrectly when they are playing them and I definitely think Under is the, the player they should be playing on the right hand side if they are moving on to players they can bring in you were saying they need to be looking at at wingers and presumably you're you're thinking of left wingers if, if you if you don't rate Barnes personally but who have you got in mind then Theo? I just want to just quickly shout out Damari Gray um, yeah yeah I was sorry just, I, should, I, I thought you were about to say I, I, I should, should have brought that up what do you make just, of Damari Gray <laughs> because wanna, because he's next Damari Gray, please, please come back to Birmingham in January, mate. I love you. Damari Gray, when he burst onto the scene at Birmingham, was absolutely unbelievable. We're talking better than Nathan Redmond as a young player, and, mm-hmm. and that's quite scary for, for a young kid coming out of the championship. Just mm-hmm. hasn't worked out at Leicester. I, I think he's got something wrong with his attitude. Mm-hmm. I think he's got an attitude problem. I think he's better than he actually is. But there's no denying that he'll be out the door soon. He's, he's 22, 23. It's... it's uh, yeah. It's time for him to leave. Yeah, yeah. So, you, I thought I, th- I didn't think you were a huge fan of obviously the way he left Blues. I, I, I thought you were quite disappointed the way he acted when he left Theo. I remember, I remember you remember saying that you didn't really, you didn't really like him because of that. Yeah, I, it was it was tough when he left Blues because unfortunately he he forced the move in January when we were perfectly willing to sell him and we even said to him publicly we'll sell you in the summer. 
and he forced his move and we didn't get as much for him because of it that we wanted. I think we only got four million for him. Uh, right. Really, we could have got at least right. double that, really. Yeah. But, you know, I, I do accept that we weren't going anywhere and he wanted to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. So I get that. Yeah. I understand. It's just the... I do think there's something wrong with his attitude. I really do. I think he's, but he thinks he's, I mean, me and my dad were saying at the time, and it's it's to this day, he thinks he's better than he is. Mm -hmm. And that is a problem, especially when you're not producing it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, So where do you see his career going then if he leaves Leicester? What club could you see someone like picking up Damari Gray? I don't think he's going to turn up for another Premier League club. And I think he's too good for the championship. It, it, it might come a bit controversial, but I think a move across to, to the continent is something that Damari Gray might be interested in. I mean, he's a young lad. He's got to rebuild his career. So the place for him would be Germany, really. Yeah, um, you could arguably, I'd arguably say he's better than Reese Nelson. And we know Reese Nelson had a good, good mm-hmm. um, year at, at Hoffenheim. At Hoffenheim, yeah. So... I mean, something along those lines would not be a bad idea for for Damari Gray. I think it's I think it's too little, too late in the prem for him at the moment. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think if someone like Leon Bailey left Leverkusen, that might be a good spot for someone like Damari Gray, because obviously Leon Bailey. The the thing is, he's not had a good season either, so he needs to build rebuild his career personally as well uh, uh, by Leverkusen. But yeah, if if they were to if Leverkusen were to sell Bailey, then they might go for someone like Gray. That might be a good shout. Or maybe maybe a club like Hoffenheim. You said that obviously Nelson went there and, and done really well. So definitely something to maybe look at. But looking at players they can bring in Leicester, what wingers have you, you got in mind then, Theo? So I've got a couple mm-hmm. in mind. Maybe the first one, which is a little bit out there, is Martinelli at Arsenal. That's very out there, yeah. It is out there, but... He's a fantastic player. Arsenal yeah. aren't playing him. He's. I think he was injured for a wee bit. Mm. Um, yeah, but 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 he, he's back, and mm. they're not playing him, and he's not playing Pepe as well. Yeah. So he's 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 not he's not all there, Arteta. I don't think. Mm. Um, but yeah, that that's maybe a, an interesting one. Two players, other players, I've got for more realistic. The first one is Goncalo Guedes from mm-hmm. Valencia. Okay. Yeah, a player who really needs to rebuild his career. But there's no denying that there's a player in there. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, cap for Portugal. He's a good yep. player. He's quick. He's direct, and he's he's got good good um, good finishing. Not just on FIFA, but on them um, in real life. And yep. another player who I am a big fan of. I just think he's he needs a change, and that's Dan James. Mm-hmm. I think Dan James would be an. Uh, is that you've got Dan? You've I've got, got Dan. one of the. I've got him as one of my got options. Dan, Dan James. I think Dan, Dan James is a really, really good winger. Mm-hmm. I think Dan James with the right manager is is a great player. Well, I watch Dan yeah. James at Man United, and I think he's a player who's just lost because Dan James has got blistering pace. Mm-hmm. But every time he comes up against a defender, he wants to stop and yeah. pass it. But right. Dan James is such a direct pacey player that at Leicester with Jamie mm-hmm. Vardy. Mm-hmm. Oh, what a player! But but why why is Solskjaer not playing him then, Theo? What's your opinion on that? What is there a reason why he's not getting a chance? Because I looked at him, and was like, is he injured? And he's mm. not injured. He's not had any injuries at Man United. So he's just not. I'm he's not, not playing. So the problem with Solskjaer is Solskjaer doesn't know his system. Yeah. And unfortunately for Solskjaer, because of his stupidity and persisting with Martial up front, mm-hmm. he doesn't want to put Rashford up top and put put Dan, Dan James at, at left wing. And it goes back, to be honest, to this whole thing, that this whole 
conspiracy almost, well, not conspiracy, but reasoning that I've actually thought that yeah. Bruno Fernandes actually makes Man United worse. Mm-hmm. Because when Bruno Fernandes wasn't in the team, mm-hmm. Dan James, Marcus Rashford were thriving, absolutely thriving. Mm-hmm. But because of the fact that Bruno Fernandes is in the team, players like Dan James and players like Marcus Rashford, they can't be as expressive yeah, because the play goes through. Bruno Fernandes. Yeah. So unfortunately, Dan James has been edged out. Yeah. And Solskjaer, for some reason, he doesn't want to play James. And Man United fans say, oh, it's because he's rubbish. It's because he's rubbish. He's not rubbish. No. He's, Leeds, yeah. Leeds would have bit your arm off to well, have that's, him on Well, I, I was about to suggestion uh, is that it's either, in my opinion, Leicester or Leeds. Yeah. Good shirts for, him, for, for Dan James. Um, obviously, Leeds, we'll, we'll cover Leeds in another episode we do of the podcast. But... Leeds were after him in the January window, I believe, before they came up. I was like, it was actually the first time. It was before they even got promoted. I think they were after him, and it it, it fell through. It, it fell through. Uh, they they pretty much signed him. Signed. It was like yeah. the pictures were getting taken, and then it fell through at Swansea's end. And it, Man United then picked him up in the summer, and I think. Yeah, as you said, he's a bit lost, I think, at United. So I think a move to someone like Leicester or Leeds, yeah, that's that, that's definitely a, a team that he should be looking at. That I think he should be going to Man United. And I, I want to leave now. I mean, he needs to be making that move himself, Dan James. So, yeah, I, I, I really rate that that shout there. You said, Theo, definitely of, of Dan James. Going on to another couple of players that I've got, though. So one of the players to keep an eye on, and this isn't, a player to go for right now. I think he need he needs a couple of seasons because he's just coming from Brazil to Ajax's system. It's Anthony. He's he's recently he joined in the summer and I, he's 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 started so well. Out of eight games, he's got four goals and two assists in the Dutch league. And he, he came in from Sao Paulo for for fourteen million. And obviously they've got like say, David Neres there, but Anthony's a right winger. Obviously Neres is the left winger. But I've got to say that Anthony's starting over over David Neres right now. I was looking at uh, at the moment they're playing Traore, Anthony, and I believe it's Promes on the left. I think Promes is kind of playing left side. But yeah, Anthony's a player that you need to keep an eye out on, and I definitely think Leicester should be looking at someone him maybe maybe not this sum this summer coming or ne- or next summer I should say, but maybe the year after that because he's a young kid. He's twenty years old, so got a bright future ahead of him in the game. So. Looking at the player I've gone for, though, that I think Leicester should go for, and along with Dan James, because I think, yeah, two wingers is a good shout there for you, is Dominic Schabotschlei, who we've mentioned before from RB Salzburg. I think Dominic Schabotschlei is ready to make that step to the Premier League, and I think the best place to do that is someone like Leicester City with a, a, a team that's fr- thriving and a team that's that's going places. This guy's made made step up. He's he got 12 goals and 18 assists last season, but this season so far, he's got five and nine five goals and nine assists. So he's already hit half of his target he did from last season and it's not even December yet. So he's got a long way uh, ahead of him. They're in the Champions League this year. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what Shabotchlai can do. And I definitely think the Premier League is made for, for someone of his calibre. What's your opinion of Dominic Shabotchlai then, Theo? Have you watched much of him or have you seen much much of him? What's a little of, of Shabotchlai? I think he's... From what I've seen, I mean, I'm actually, I've got a soft spot for Hungarian players and the mm-hmm. Hungary national team. Yeah. I, don't ask me why, I just do. Um, and he scored an absolute banger of a free kick 
in the last round of fixtures. He's quite a banger of a free kick. He's a, he's a talented lad. I think all players who who come through at Red Bull Salzburg are pretty yeah. are pretty flipping good. I mean, Sadio Mane, for example, Erling Haaland. I mean, I don't need to go on. That's that's impressive. Sabotsai, I've heard quite a few links with him in Liverpool. Um, yeah. So I don't know how competitive Leicester will be in that respect because it seems like the player I was reading in an interview he seems quite keen on Liverpool. However, if Mane is still kicking kicking about, I don't really see why Sabotsai would, and especially Diogo Jota would would be happy going to mm-hmm. to Liverpool. So yeah, I think I think life they could, not a bad show. Yeah, I, I, I do like uh, Shabotchla. I also like uh, Pat Sindaka as well, who's the striker at, at Salzburg now. He's he's kicked on really well there as well. So, yeah, a couple of players to look out for at Salzburg. But Shabotchla is the, the man that's the one that's hype, hyped the most. And I definitely think he's ready for the step up, step above. And away from Austrian football, I think to, to move to the Premier League is, is a good move for for someone like him, so yeah, that, that's that's my shout. So I I think out them two shouts, I think Dan James and and Shabotchly. Who, who did you mention against the other player that you mentioned? Uh, Goncalo Guedes. Oh Guedes, yeah. I think Guedes is the more easier to get. I don't think that's hard to get, but obviously he's had a down year as well at Valencia. But Valencia as a whole, uh, they actually beat him. Real Madrid four one though. To be fair to them, but 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 I got to admit that I do think. It's maybe just a, a purple patch, maybe uh, that game personally. Well, they got three uh, penalties, didn't they? Yeah, true. They did. They did oh. get three penalties. So, so I think that's that. That helped them a lot. I'd like to say that the ref helped them a lot there. But yeah, I, I think Chibotchlai and James. I think they're good shouts for someone like Leicester City. Moving on to the attack, and who else but start with Jamie Vardy? Theo, he he just defies the odds. He seriously does. Like I thought he was done. A couple of seasons back, I thought, I thought he's he's not done, but I thought he's just gonna he's gonna tail off, he's gonna tail off, he's gonna tail off, and he never does, he never tails off. What what is with Jamie Vardy then? What what's your opinion on him? I absolutely <laughs> love Jamie Vardy. He's having he a party. One mate. of the best. Yeah. One of the he's having one heck of a party. He's one of the best strikers in the world and the best striker in the Premier League on his day. He is absolutely phenomenal mm-hmm. I the, the whole story of Jamie Vardy I love I love the fact that he was in non-league till he was 27 I love the fact how he's had to work his way towards where he's been I love it I absolutely love it I yeah. love how he was playing for Fleetwood banging in the goals he went to Sheffield no he didn't he went to Leicester mm-hmm. in the championship did it for them kept them up scored the goals when he, what a player he just keeps on getting better and better I'm a bit annoyed with myself this season because I went for a different tactic with fantasy football and uh-huh, I decided yeah. for some reason not to put Vardy in my team. And it's not backfired yet, but he, yeah. he's one heck of a I'm, player. I'm definitely thinking about bringing him in for Dominic Calvert-Lewin. I think Dominic Calvert-Lewin is having a wee bit of a mm. uh, dip slightly. But it's hard to say. I, it's between him and Calvert-Lewin. Who do I go for up front? But I definitely think Vardy's... I'm uh, thinking... I'm thinking myself with, with Jimenez. Did you start playing? Because you were saying you were going to give up on fantasy football, but I th- I've seen you've crept up the league a right. bit. So, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I threw mm-hmm. the first three weeks, yeah. right? I wanted a challenge, so I threw the first three weeks. And now I'm climbing every single week. Yeah. I'm climbing. Yeah. And I'm getting, that, I think that, I'm, I'm climbing. That, that's the same with me, but I didn't intentionally throw the first three weeks. And that was the same with me. I started off bad and then it got better and it's getting better every week. But yeah, I definitely think I'm, I'm looking at someone like Bard to come into fantasy football. But again, like 
How long can he keep it going, Theo? Like, seriously. Mate, Jamie Vardy, this season, can do whatever he wants. Uh Until he gets injured, he can do whatever he wants. Mm -hmm. I think he won't be at Leicester for too much longer, though. I do think a return to Sheffield Wednesday's boyhood club will happen. Mm -hmm. I think he's only got a year, maybe a year and a half left on his contract. And I think at 33, 34 years of age, I think he might might stop. Because obviously Vardy's legacy... At the moment, you know, he, I yeah, don't, you don't really know if it'll continue. Yeah, you don't want to, you don't want to ruin the legacy where what one bad season or something like that. But even in the squad, I think if he can keep in, in as even become the second choice striker after that as well, he can do a job for for now and again. He, he can oh, he, he could do a job. The, the thing I love about Jamie Vardy is when he goes to hostile grounds, he thrives off it. Oh, he loves he it. Loves it. Yeah. He loves it. The fans think they're winding him up, mm-hmm. but. No, and another thing about Vardy is he doesn't just score tappings, he mm-hmm. scores some belters. Mm-hmm. That goal he scored against Liverpool yeah. on the volley. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing, I, I love players like that. I love players like, that's why, obviously, in, our, in someone's team, obviously, he's not as good as Jamie Vardy. You know? I'm not even comparing the, the quality levels. But in terms of, like, thrives under, like, the, the hostility of, of teams like Chris Maguire, uh, that's uh, someone at the moment. Like, I like players like that. I like players that get in your face that, that that gets in the fans nerves and and just makes fans like hate you and and I think Vardy is that type of player just he just does so much for Leicester City and it's going to be a shame when he does finally leave Leicester it's going to be one of those stories where he's going to have to get paraded around the, I mean, the stadium seriously when when oh, I completely agree. they should name the stadium off after Jamie Vardy in my opinion well he's got to get when, a statue I think I think he's got to get a statue um when when Vardy retired for England mm-hmm. England lost something mm-hmm. England lost something with Jamie Vardy yeah because just the moments having Jamie Vardy in your team as as a person from from my perspective mm-hmm. supporting England and having Jamie Vardy in the team yeah. when he's playing. You just you just feel like you're in the game all the time. Mm-hmm. You feel like no matter who you're playing, even if you're in the World Cup, you're in a, you're in a, a qualifier, whatever. You feel like you know what something's going to happen here because Vardy's mm-hmm. playing, and it must be the same for Leicester fans. Like just to look at the lineup every week and go, Vardy's yeah. starting, brilliant. We've got a goal. We've got one goal. We've got a goal. We've got a goal. We've got a chance. We've got yeah, an opportunity. Yeah. It's it's from in my opinion, he's I think he's scored 150 goals in the Prem as well, or something ridiculous. Yeah. In five seasons. Yeah, definitely. So, we're obviously talking about his age. Obviously, he's, he's obviously 33 years getting older. But is there any suggestions for players that can come in the now and maybe be ready for the next couple of seasons? Or or maybe even just to push Vardy on as well, just to give him some competition in there as well. And obviously, they're, they're in the Europa League, so they're going to need interchange. Vardy is obviously getting older, so you don't need that injury to happen either. So, is there any suggestions you've got for, for attacking options? Yeah, for me, I've been looking at uh, Luka Jovic from Real Madrid. Right. Um, I think he's. I think he's a wicked player. He's not going to be playing for Real Madrid, and the the top teams seem a bit reluctant to to try him. So I think he's a perfect player. Leicester could get maybe on a two year loan deal as well. Another player who who I thought was quite interesting, and Leicester have quite a they have quite a good success rate with buying young African players, to be honest, especially in the case of uh, Wilfred Ndidi. Emmanuel Dennis from Club Bruges. Oh, right, yeah. Okay. Um, he's quite a good player. He's obviously 22 years of age. I think on transfer market, he was saying he was 18 million. And if we see how Jonathan David's done at, at Lille, he's had a half-decent start there. So I, I think the Belgium league, especially with you know Kevin De Bruyne 
and Co. It's probably not a bad shout, really. What about yourself? Yeah, so I've I've got a couple of options. I was I kind of wanted to initially. I was like, okay, I'm going to look for players that are young at the mo- are young enough that from the lower leagues of England because to make that same kind of journey as Vardy, obviously you're in the Premier League, so it's harder to just go from the lower leagues to to the Premier League instantly. Obviously, Vardy had that step of the Championship into the Premier League and had that journey a bit better. But I, th- I definitely think there's options there. At the moment, the man that stormed the Championship, Ivan Tony, he came from Peterborough and he, he's done so well at Brentford as well. I think he's really kicked on at Brentford. And I think he needs to stay another year at Brent, uh, Brentford to just improve his game constantly. But I think he's able to make that step as maybe the second-choice striker at, at Leicester. I definitely think he's an option. Another player, Adam Armstrong, he's, he's top of the scoring charts of the Championship at the moment. Another player that's that's young at Blackburn. He was at Newcastle as well, as same as Tony, was at Newcastle as a youngster. So, yeah, it's, it's got that, that journey possibly there. And I was looking at Pompey's Marcus Harness as well as a, as a third-choice striker. Maybe not the... F- the first or second bit as a third choice, maybe as another option to, to, to come in. But the main choice I've gone for, and you mentioned African players, and I thought you were about to mention my guy that I've gone for. I've gone for Senegal's and Reem striker, Bulu Daya, at the moment. Bulu Daya, um, he's not really known too much, but at the moment, I think he's had, he's had a really good start to the season. This season in, in Ligue 1, he's got eight goals in eight games. So he's, he's really kicked on in the league so far for, for Reem. And I think he's got, yeah, a lot of potential in his career. He's only 23 years old. He's similar height to Jamie Vardy. He's got that. I was watching a bit of like, obviously you can't tell much from YouTube compilations. And I do agree that you can't really, but I was looking at his game compared to Vardy's and I was seeing similar attributes. He likes to cut in on his right. He likes to just play the simple shots. He likes to get on the end of, is the, likes to beat his man and, and times his runs really well. Same as, as Jamie Vardy. The, the timing of his runs is, is, is immaculate, really. But again, he had a decent season last season. He got seven goals and one assist. But eight goals so far in, in Laguna in eight games. He could go on to have a 20-goal game season. It's, it's, it's really a really big chance for him in his career. And I definitely think a player from, from a, a lower, not a lower league side, but a team that's mid-table in, in, in Ligue 1, they could get mm. for 15 to 20 million. I definitely think he's a worthwhile shout. So, yeah, maybe maybe go for like him and then Armstrong or Harness, maybe. I don't think you're going to get Tony as the third-choice striker, but as a second-choice, he might be a decent option. But, again, get Dyer and then either Harness or, or Armstrong, in my opinion, uh, to come in. Because I've got to say, we'll, we'll cover him in a second. I'll get your opinion on these players, but we'll talk about Kelechi and Nacho in a second, Theo, because I think his time up is, is up at Leicester. But what's your opinion, first, of, of some of these players? And have you heard of Dyer much? I just actually had a look at Dyer and uh, Dyer, and um, eight goals in eight games for League yeah, of yeah, 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 as, as you said, I, I just I looked at it and I thought, oh, wow, mm. you said it, and I thought, okay, but I looked at yeah, that's amazing. Mm. I'm all for giving a relatively unsung player uh, a shot. I don't think that's a bad, a bad idea at all, man. I, I, to be fair, I'd probably put him above. Because especially at the moment with Vardy, I don't feel like they need a household name. So I, I like the shout of the year, mate. Mm-hmm. I, I was also I was going to give a small shout out to him, but I don't think he's he's quite ready yet. I think 
he needs maybe another shot is Josh Madge. I was going to give Josh Madge a shout out, but again, he's he's not done as well as Dyer in in the French league. Um, mm. But I think he's got a bright future as well. Josh Josh Madge, he's twenty one and he's got a very bright future ahead of him. And I th- definitely think as a second choice striker at a club like Leicester, that might be a good good place for him to go next in his career. But yeah, I've got to say Dyer. Uh, in my opinion, it's first choice, first choice to to be that second choice striker, and then to to take Vardy's position once Vardy finishes up. I definitely think that's some good shouts. What's your opinion of like the journey, maybe from the the lower league players though, Armstrong, Tony? Because uh, I've seen, seen you shaking your head at Tony. What, yeah, I don't like him? Tony. I don't like him. I, I I'm a big fan of Adam Armstrong. Mm-hmm. I think Adam Armstrong is wicked. I was I was listening to um to a podcast just before we went on the episode. Mm-hmm. And actually, Ivan Tony and Adam Armstrong came from Newcastle's academy. Yeah. And they've scored more goals probably in the last two seasons combined. Mm-hmm. And I think Newcastle have managed in probably about 20 years. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, quite, it's quite funny, that is. It's quite funny. Um, yeah. I like Armstrong because Armstrong reminds me a bit more of Vardy in the sense that he's a bit mm-hmm. of a counter-attack. He can do it all kind of is on his own and, and mm-hmm. he's a bit more raw pace. Tony, I watched him against Birmingham the first game of the season mm-hmm. and I was really unimpressed by Ivan Tony. Really unimpressed. Mm-hmm. He's obviously done pretty well so far. Yeah. He's to, got be some fair, real... to be fair though, you can't, I don't know if you can tell from the first game of the season. You can't. You can't. I just, I'm just not sure of Ivan, Ivan Tony. I know he scores goals. I just, what I wonder is where his ceiling is. For example, True. Ollie Watkins. Ollie Watkins has gone to Villa. Ollie Watkins' ceiling is higher than that because yeah. Watkins would have been a perfect well, player. I would, I would, that's what I would, I would have said. Yeah. I was going to say Watkins, but then obviously, and if we had done this episode before he signed for Villa, Watkins would have been my first choice. <laughs> definitely, definitely. I mean, Watkins has been brilliant. But for me personally, I like the look of Adam Armstrong as a player, and I, I'd be, I'd be interested in seeing what uh, he can do. Mm-hmm, definitely and I was looking at again like at Dyer in terms of shots per game this season he's got over uh, just just actually just under three shots per game so he's getting off decent amount of shots as well Dyer so I definitely I I, I think he's my first choice I gotta say I, I, I'm excited to see where he can go he, he could even be as like in terms of like he could be uh, killing Mbappe to the golden boot this year you never know mm. um, the way he's going about it at the moment if he, if he doesn't stop so yeah, I think a lot of clubs, if if he has a top goal scoring season in, in league, and a lot of clubs will be after him, but I think Leicester, Leicester should look at someone like him because I don't think you're going to be paying a, an awful fee to an awful. Nah, uh, I wouldn't, big be, you wouldn't to, think to, it'd be too much. Well, would it's Reem, and I don't think Reem are going to expect too much money. I think they're going to expect a decent fee, but not not an amazing fee. I'd be happy um, with about twenty million, wouldn't they? Yeah, definitely. So yeah, that that's some good shouts. But we'll move on to that player I just mentioned there, Kalechi and Nacho. Do you think? his time's done now because it's so awkward it's so odd he, he had such a breakout at Manchester mm. City and I'm just not sure why it's gone so wrong for him what's your opinion? He, again he's just an interesting player because there's a player there there's <laughs> a good football player there and yeah. even at Man City he was a good player he just got a bit unlucky with Aguero and everything yeah. mm-hmm. and again he's got a bit unlucky with Jamie Vardy mm-hmm. so I think he and Nacho, I wouldn't sell him. I think he's a good backup yeah. striker type, especially if you're not going to bring anyone in. Mm. But for he and Nacho himself, I'd be thinking, I need to move. I need to become number one somewhere. Mm-hmm. I think a move abroad is going to do him the world of good. But I like he and Nacho. I think he offers he offers something different to Vardy up front. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, definitely. Do you think maybe a club like West Ham, though, could could suit something like that? I don't know, but obviously they've got Haller at the moment, but they've not got much competition in there, and I think that might be a decent decent place for him to go. Possibly. It's just Mikel Antonio. He's he's just a don at West Ham. I mean, yeah, he's true. an awesome player. Yeah, um, true. I think maybe it's time for a, for a change. He kind of failed yeah. a little. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. Definitely. But yeah, that's that's some good shit. So Nishmal Slomani is going to be out the door, and he's 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 still at the club somehow on loan at Monaco. I mean, wasn't it in last January? Man United wanted to sign him. One I remember that. I remember hearing that. That was like what? I'm like, he, he hadn't even played. For, he played like two games for Monaco. Man United were like, you know what? <laughs> definitely, definitely. I mean, he turns up to train. And he's like, this I mean, is like getting doing nothing at a job and getting promoted to owner of a company. <laughs> I mean, Man United signed a guy called Palestri and it's like for 30 odd million or something yeah. like that. It's like, he's a young 20 year old and it's like, what? You <laughs> what, just wonder what, what I reckon Woodward, what Woodward does is he goes on transfer market, looks at the values and clicks the start from the bottom to the top button Dude. and just goes through like, Shane Long. <laughs> Kyle Lafferty. Oh, Kyle Charlie White looks good. Let's <laughs> say like Charlie White from Sunderland. That, yes, yes. He goes on YouTube. He's like, Will Grigg, Euro 2016 <laughs> song. Yes. Oh, true, true, true. I bet it's like that. <laughs> Woodward's having a party instead. Not a party party. He's having a great... He's having a... Will Grigg's on fire party. Uh, that's a cracking party. Uh, that's some that's some good banter there for you. I got that. I really enjoy some of the, some of our conversations are, are are golden ones. I'll tell you that. But um, yeah, I've got to admit that I definitely think Ishlan Shlani is gonna be at the door. But definitely they should be looking for a striker. And Dia is our is our top pick. I think personally, um, yeah, yeah. especially if it's a good year in in Ligue 1. So just to just to finish off the episode, Theo, where do you think Leicester's gonna finish now? Do you, do you Obviously, we'll, we'll cover our Premier League predictions at the end of the season and where we got wrong and where we got right. But where do you think they're going to finish? Do you think they are going to miss out on a second Premier League title? What? Yeah, that, that, they're not. They're not going to win the title this season mm-hmm. just because it's it's eight games and yeah. I don't think they've got the squad depth really. I think I think they've they've played really well, but I don't think like last season. Remember with Leicester, mm-hmm. they were they were second. They were they were third. Sorry for a long time. And they lost the plot. They lost the plot. So there's two sizes left the team. Top four this season, I could see them maybe, maybe getting it. I'm, I'm undecided. I'll, I'll put them in the, the four-fifth bracket because my reasoning is you've got Liverpool, who will hit form soon. Yeah. Man City, who they've got a game in hand. Spurs, they've got the talent. And Man United, we, we laugh at them all the time, but Man United, if they win their game in hand away at Burnley, are three points off the top of the table. True, true. That's so, true. after eight games, Everton is slipping. I mean, I, I can't remember who it was, yeah. but someone on Twitter was going after four games. This could be the year Everton win, or blah, blah, blah. Fast forwards, and we're starting yeah. to see life. I think top four yeah. this season for Leicester would be incredible, but I think they're just going to fall short, maybe mm-hmm. fifth. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I'm interested to see what Leicester can do. And I think with Brendan Rodgers, anything's possible. You never know. And I think he's got enough to, to bring it out in them to, to keep keep on the march, really. I think, yeah. I, I'm i going to say, uh, I, I predicted them, I think, was it seventh or eighth? I think for seventh we did something like that, yeah. Yeah, I think I did seventh, I think. I predicted Tottenham much lower. Um, I know, I was going to say. I, 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 very, I very much do regret <laughs> I, I very much regret that, to be honest. But 
I've got to say that. To be honest, mate, I don't know if you do. If you've if you've seen Tottenham's next five fixtures, you may be right. Yeah, never know. You never know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But it'll be interesting. But I'm going to go with Leicester. I'm going to go fourth. I'm going to go fourth. I think Man City could finish at the top four, and that would be hilarious. That would actually make me cry of laughter because. I got to say, I'm not. A, I really don't like Man City don't at like all. City. I don't. I'm sorry, but I think they they've bought their way to success, and finally they've 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 not bought well. <laughs> finally, they've bought Nathan Ake, who who, in my opinion, just no one should be buying for. You know, it's it's funny. It's funny how your opinions can change because I used to hate Man City with a passion mm. back in my my bloom of youth. Um, <laughs> but then when I got a bit mature, yeah. um, I, I, I actually, I actually respect Man City. But yeah, like, I mean, this season they could implode with no real striker. So you may, you, you may get, need to get your laugh ready, mate. Yeah. Get a bit of, uh, get the banter flowing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We'll, we'll, we'll get Matthew on if they finish out the top four, and we'll, we'll laugh at him. Oh, well, we'll have an inquest <laughs> there. Yeah, definitely. Anyway, I think that's a good way to wrap up to tonight's tonight's pod, Theo. I think that's been a good good in depth discussion on Leicester City and where we see them going in 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 the years to come. But yeah, again, thanks guys for for obviously listening to this episode of of the podcast. Don't forget to check out all other episodes that will be coming out as well. Obviously, where we say they're they're top of the league at the moment, obviously we're recording this before you'll hear it. So the the positions might change when it does come out the podcast. So don't get on us too much about that. But yeah, definitely a, a good discussion tonight on who we think Leicester could go for in terms of new players and where we think some of the old players may, may come into their own game and, and when will Jamie Vardy ever stop scoring and having a party at Leicester? So yeah, definitely definitely an interesting one to look at in the future. But yeah, guys, don't forget to follow us on all of our podcast sites on podbean.com and on Spotify. And also don't forget to check out our Instagram, the Emphatic Fanatics podcast. And also, we're hoping to... I'm going to get on to Theo about this, but I'm hoping to get him... He needs to focus on getting a Twitter set up because he's been saying for weeks and he still hasn't done it, so... It's just... What it is, is it's a recurring joke for the listener. That the literal listener, and they go, when's he going to get slated by Jordan? Yeah, definitely, definitely. But you've got to get that up. <laughs> um, anyway, no, but that's... I'll, I'll leave it up to Theo. I'll let him do it in his own time. I, I won't hound him too much more about that. But yeah, don't forget to check us out on all of our sites. And don't forget to tell your friends, your family, your colleagues at work. And yeah, just mention mention our name and hopefully we can, can, can become one of the biggest podcasts in the world. You never know. <laughs> but yeah, thanks again for listening and we'll catch you later. Bye for now. Bye for now.